Okay, we're going to record this story now. It's called Ford Anglia versus the Bus. It's a story from 1967. It's a Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960-1970. This is back in the time when I worked as a general line salesman for the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. Now, if I might digress here for a second or two, while we have the Anglia with us. At the first Boston Sea Scout unit, this is 1967, Ruth, my wife and I, were leaders during the late 1960s. They'd purchased a bus to give them better independence with taking the scouts and cubs on local outings. The bus was a very second-hand ex-Lincolnshire County Council schools affair with sideways-mounted wooden seats. All very agricultural, but inexpensive. On the day in question, it was an outing that the cubs were to go on and the bus just would not start. Eventually, the battery was flattened and thinking caps put on to find a solution. Being a Sea Scout unit, the Scout headquarters was located on the actual bank of the River Witham, just north of the town. Vehicle access to the headquarters was by going under a railway arch and travelling a quarter of a mile or so down a cul-de-sac behind a long row of houses. Now, a cul-de-sac, if you don't understand... Um, is a minor no-through road for those who have never encountered such a place. I understand that the whole area has been altered in recent years and Witham Town uh, is a cul-de-sac no longer. Back to the story. We needed to tow-start the bus. So Firestone's Ford 105E Anglia, being the only other vehicle available, was pressed into service. Ruth and I had once carried a complete cub football team to a venue, all packed carefully into a Renault Dauphine. There were just too many this time, so even contemplating uh, such a solution was uh, impossible. I should think the bus must have weighed three tonnes or so, maybe a bit more. We had plenty of rope available, as the troop were pioneering experts. The cubs were duly secured out of harm's way in the HQ and the best knotting expertise was used to secure the bus to the back bumper of my Ford Anglia. After deciding on the best way of using our available space, we moved forward slowly initially, intending to use the full length of the cul-de-sac to build up sufficient speed to start the engine. However, Bill, the scout leader and bus driver, was feeling lucky and let in the clutch earlier than I had anticipated. Perhaps he used too low a gear or perhaps it was just the extra compression of the bus's big diesel engine, but all at once three things happened. The bus gave an enormous lurch and the engine started with a huge roar. The second thing was my Ford Anglia came to a dead stop. And the third was my back bumper suffered an instant hernia. On close inspection, it resembled a broad arrowhead, but pointing rearwards. We'd overcome our main problem and the cubs could have their outing, after all. 
I just had to solve the new problem of making my car look presentable to my clients and my boss on Monday morning. For the first few moments, all I could think of was the situation encountered by a colleague on the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company initial training course who was with me. We'd later, he had later used his company car to assist with a rallycross event, the result being a dented roof and caved-in doors. He consequently had to leave the company. Surely my problem was nothing like that. Could I be accused of abusing company property? The reinforcing bar, which I'd used for towing our Merlin rocket racing dinghy, was quickly unbolted from behind the bumper and we decided the only sure solution in the time margin we had, like two hours, was to find a suitably solid brick wall and reverse into it. The wall was found. A large piece of wood located between the bumper and the wall and the car duly reversed. After a few initial attempts to work out the effort needed, we judged that a careful, well-aimed 5 mph hit right on the arrowhead would do the trick. It did, and although a slight kink remained and the bumper mounting brackets now resembled quite quaint coat hangers, it was once again presentable. But it would not have worked on these modern cars with plastic bumpers. As a note, a caption to the photograph in this particular story, it mentions hostile crowds at Boston United football games. To elaborate, um, for many years, due to good contact with the District of Boston, our scout unit, the first Boston Sea Scouts, were given the task of selling football programmes in the streets approaching the United home ground for all home matches. The money earned was used for things like buying the old Lincolnshire County Council bus. At about the time of this story, the contract had been running for over 10 years but scouts, always in official uniform, were taking increasing amounts of verbal abuse, as times and tolerance were changing. By mutual consent, the contract was terminated quickly. There they are, that's the end of that story, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Now, we've got a new end to these stories. Um, this is the new ending. Uh, there's no shop anymore. We don't sell anything now. Since Covid, we decided to allow free access to all our complete books, videos and audio stories. Access them all via our new website. The address is www.itsarumlife.com That's spelt I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com. No spaces. There we are. Thank you for listening.